Well, let's welcome back Tanya Jackamack to MSU today. Tanya is Associate Vice President of MSU's Office for Civil Rights and Title IX Education and Compliance. Tanya, welcome back to MSU today. Thanks for having me. Well, Michigan State University has put in place a new relationship violence and sexual misconduct and Title IX policy following new federal regulations that took effect on August 14th. Changes to MSU's policy were made in accordance with new Title IX regulations released in May by the U.S. Secretary of Education and govern how K-12 schools, colleges, and universities must respond to reports of sexual harassment and assault under Title IX. And Title IX is the federal law that prohibits discrimination in education on the basis of sex. And Tanya, before I ask you more about the changes, tell me a little bit more about what Title IX is and, and what the mission of your office is. As you mentioned, Title IX is the, the federal statute that prohibits sex discrimination in federally funded programs and activities. And that includes universities and colleges and, and other educational uh, institutions. Um, it prohibits uh, not only sex discrimination, but sexual harassment, other forms of sexual misconduct and gender-based violence. My office, the Office for Civil Rights, uh, oversees the uh, education with regard to this policy and prevention efforts uh, with regard to preventing gender-based violence, harassment, and uh, sex discrimination. In addition to the relationship violence and sexual misconduct prevention and response, my office also oversees the anti-discrimination policy. We conduct investigations, uh, work with other units with regard to prevention efforts. So I'm really, really glad to, to be here. And it's, it's a very exciting time to, to make some policy changes and to, to do a deep dive into what we're doing right and, and where there are opportunities. So Tanya, tell us what the changes are and, and more about why they were needed. The, uh, with regard to, to Title IX, uh, in May, the Department of Education, U.S. Department of Education, issued new Title IX regulations uh, that narrow what is encompassed under Title IX. The new Title IX regulations put into place some geographical limitations uh, for instance, under the new Title IX regulations, incidents that happen in study abroad programs wouldn't be covered under Title IX. Uh, there are requirements that in order to proceed with an investigation, a formal complaint needs to be filed and in, in signed by a claimant or the Title IX coordinator. Those are some of the changes with regard to Title IX itself. However, we really took this as an opportunity to go above and beyond what the, the narrow limitations of Title IX are to ensure that we're addressing behavior in, in alignment with our community's expectations. So in our new policy, what we've done is we've taken the opportunity to clarify. So we've, we went from over 50 pages to 26 pages. We clarify some of the definitions, the roles, streamline the, the process. We've outlined the, the behavior that is prohibited under this policy, under relationship violence and sexual misconduct, and then separately defined what is prohibited under Title IX. So there's, there's definitely some differences. So the RVSM portion goes beyond what is covered by Title IX. 
And Tanya, developing these new procedures was very inclusive, wasn't it? You sought out a lot of opinions around campus and, and continue to as the policy will evolve, right? The, the pandemic and the strict deadlines that were set by the Department of Education restricted our ability to reach as many constituents as, as I would have liked. In an ideal world, I would have had uh, open forums for the campus community to provide their, their feedback, to provide concerns and, and edits. What we did do over the course of the last couple of months was reach out to the, the RVSM advisory work group, the Center for Survivors, other survivors, MSU employee labor unions, human resources, uh, the um, Academic Specialist Advisory Committee, in addition to student groups such as the uh, Associated Students of Michigan State University, uh, Council of Graduate Students, and other faculty students and, and staff. That being said, even though we tried to, to cast as broad of a net as, as possible under the circumstances, I remain committed, my office remains committed to having ongoing communications with other groups, other individuals throughout this academic year to, to put together ideas and suggestions and, and possibly future changes and modifications to the policy over the summer. And Tanya, we last spoke uh, last winter, six or seven months ago, when you began your job here at MSU. And I know that's really just a snapshot, and we haven't even thought about the pandemic at that time. But in your time in the office, what sort of maybe surprised you in a good and or not so good way? What surprised me, in, in some ways it surprised me, and in some ways I am not surprised. And that is how kind everyone has been, how straightforward and, and direct people are as well. There's definitely a tremendous amount of, of compassion and, and passion around these issues. And I really appreciate that. So on the one hand, hand it, it was surprising to see it in so many different areas of this community, just, just the, the commitment to preventing and responding to RVSM and ADP issues. It's just really uplifting, and I'm, I'm really proud to be a member of MSU. Yeah, that's great to hear. And, and how is the pandemic affecting your mission as it develops? While we, we would prefer to, to meet with individuals in person, especially people who may be going through the investigation process, we were well positioned in, in many ways. To, to work remotely. We are completely working remotely. The, uh, with regard to investigations, those continue and we still are receiving reports and I hope that people will continue to submit reports of things that they see or may have gone through themselves. And with regard to our hearings, which is also, which is part of the RVSM process, we were really well positioned in that way too because there was a Sixth Circuit decision a while back that actually required universities in Michigan, public institutions to provide hearings and live cross-examination when credibility was at issue in a particular case. So back in January, uh, the resolution office was finalized under OCR and started to uh, conduct hearings at that point. And those occurred via Zoom already. So when we did start to work remote, it really didn't affect the hearings at all. It did affect how we communicate somewhat during the investigation process. 
but again, many people didn't want to meet in person. They, they already wanted to meet via Zoom or talk over the phone. So in many ways, it hasn't affected us. But in Poe, which is our prevention office, they have converted all of their trainings to be conducted online remotely. I think that was probably the bigger lift, so to speak, than on the investigation side. And Tanya, I remember you telling me last winter, too, when we first spoke, that you were in part attracted to MSU because you perceived MSU as sort of a leader in these areas. And so how are we doing? What's on your immediate plate to work on in the months ahead? I do believe that we're a leader in this area. Uh, Our hearing process is amazing. Um, Not that anyone wants to go through a hearing process, mind you, but in terms of it being equitable, we've put additional supports into place so that parties have the chance to have a university-appointed advisor who's well-trained in these areas, as well as have support people throughout the hearing. So we want to make sure that anyone who goes through our process has, has full support, and we want to increase the amount of support that we provide individuals. So that's definitely on my radar. The other major task is for us to do a full self-assessment of our anti-discrimination policy to look at ways that we can increase our uh, anti-racism work, how we can better identify systemic discrimination, as well as define what OCR's role is going to be in, uh, in addressing or working with others to address incidents of bias on campus. So Tanya, summarize what's important for us to remember about these new Title IX procedures. First and foremost is to know that the conduct that is prohibited goes beyond what is prohibited under Title IX, that the prohibited conduct is in alignment with our community expectations, that we will uh, provide support and interim measures to individuals, regardless of if they're a respondent or a claimant, and we will provide those supportive and interim measures, even if someone does not go through an investigation, that there are university provided advisors available, as well as support people at every step of the way in in our process. And then also that we have streamlined our investigations, setting forth more realistic deadlines, 150 days, and that includes regular communication from our investigators to the parties. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for joining us again on MSU Today. And I know your team will continue to meet with stakeholders throughout the fall semester to compile ideas, questions, and suggestions. Members of the campus community can also provide individual feedback by emailing OCR at msu.edu the Office for Civil Rights and Title IX Education and Compliance leads MSU's efforts to cultivate a campus community that is free of discrimination, harassment, sexual misconduct, and relationship violence. And to learn more about Title IX at MSU, visit civilrights.msu.edu. Thanks again, Tanya. Thank you.